Welcome to Massive Late Fee. And now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me as always is my girlfriend Carol. How you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? Not much. It's been a good week here. It is October 4th. 1996. Yeah, it is my favorite season. <clears throat> October, your favorite season? No. Fall is my favorite season. October Fall. is my favorite month. And you are being a dick. Awesome. Just saying. That's my favorite of the four seasons by Vivaldi. <laughs> you know that one, right? You're free. <laughs> well, we've got some news today. Usually, you know, we have some some news, but it's it's a new it's news heavy today. Got the thick newspaper in front of you today. We did uh we did watch a television show. We did watch a movie, but I also I found, you know, some it's hit and miss sometimes. Sometimes there's not much in the paper, sometimes there's a lot in the paper. I this is not entertainment news per se but okay. i just thought, i just thought this was interesting uh so we found alien life no darn yeah we found alien night at life and it's in your sock drawer <laughs> um no there's a there's a famous philosopher he's an atheist uh for those of you who are also atheists you may know him and for those of you that aren't you may also know. All you atheists know each other. Is, is that is that prejudicial towards atheists? Is that kind of like assuming that all black people know every other black person? Or all gay people know every other gay person? Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, sorry, atheists. Um. Anyway, his name is Richard Dawkins. Dickie Dawkins. And he is scheduled to appear in Ann Arbor to speak tonight. Uh, but he has a virus that is Uh-oh. causing his speaking voice to fail him. So, hmm. yeah, it's, it's, I don't know, I find it very funny and strange that he's going and talking about how there is no God. And the hand of God reaches down and smites him. And now he can't talk. So... <laughs> That is pretty funny. Speaking of the hand of God, though, uh, some people would consider Walt Disney a god. What? I don't know. Disney Disney World is 25 years old. Wow. What do you think about that? 25 years ago today, Disney World opened upon the, the world. That's pretty exciting. In Florida. I can't. I can't believe it. You've That's been a long ass time. You've been to Disney World, have you not? I have. How did you like it? Um, it was fine. I mean, it was me and my mom, mm-hmm. and she got us a really nice room at the Polynesian Resort. Oh, the Polynesian! And we Fancy. did some cool stuff, like you know, there was a luau, and there were lots of pools and waterfalls, and it was really pretty. Um, but. I don't know. I I was a little too old for it at the time already, I think. I gotcha. Okay. So, I think it's more of a, a child's thing. Yeah. Although, I know there are adults who go without kids at all, and I think that's weird. 
Yes, and they are weird. And if any of you are listening, you're weird. Although, like, I could see how going to a nice resort like that as a couple would be fun. But, like, then just go to a resort. Why do you got to go to Disney? Yeah, Disney's for kids. No. And people who are young at heart. I don't want want to alienate our audience. And I've always been old at heart, so. Me too. Yeah. An old soul. Disney was kind of wasted on me. People look into my eyes and they see the Boer War. What? The fuck? <laughs> the Peloponnesian War? Should What's the Boer War? Uh, it was a war in, in uh, Africa waged by Europeans. I thought you were saying you were boring. Oh, wow. Well, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying you're boring. It doesn't sound like that, Carol. <laughs> now my heart thinks that you're saying I'm boring. Oh, no. You know who's not boring? Kelsey Grammer. Mm, debatable. Mike, Wow. <laughs> it is the smartest show on TV. Mike Duffy, he of the Detroit Free Press. The, the, What's up, Mike Duffy? The newspaper that I use, the Detroit Free Press, uh, Captain Videophile himself, says that TV without Grammar would be low on laughs. <clears throat> he's sending a get well soon to Kelsey Grammer. Aw, he's sick? No, he's had to check into rehab because he struggles with... Uh, alcoholism no way yeah i did not know that drugs and stuff like that yeah so well, he um, just got more interesting <laughs> yeah not so boring anymore right <laughs> not when he's uh snorting uh lines and uh jumping off hotel balconies <laughs> are you joining him in solidarity <laughs> just got allergies so what do you think? Do you think that TV would be boring without the show Frasier? No, because like mm. we watched Sabrina the Teenage Witch and Clueless last week. Yeah, new and shows. They were decent. And then this They were better week, than good. They were decent. And then this week we watched Townies, which was also decent. Oh, you liked it, huh? I thought so. What'd you think? We'll talk about it. I thought we were talking I don't about like, it right now. I don't like no, I'm not jumping the gun. Sorry, but still aren't you done with the newspaper? No, there's more news. Well, then talk about the fucking news. I want to ask you a question about the news. <laughs> I'm sorry that we can't have a conversation. <laughs> List everything in the newspaper. <laughs> and then now. when you're done, I'll talk. <laughs> what a great show that is. I like Frasier. I do. I just don't think that, you know, it's the only funny show. Or well, whatever. here's the thing. Saying that life without Frasier would be boring is ignoring the fact... Fe- is ignoring all of NBC's Thursday Night lineup. Right. So, that one uh, Friends, that's what it's called, Friends, Seinfeld, mm-hmm. uh, ER, mm-hmm. and uh, that new show, uh, Suddenly Susan. Oh, we should do that one, too. It's like a... It seems like Brooke Shields is sneaking up on people. I like Brooke Suddenly Shields. Susan! Yeah, it's a weird title. It is. I like her, though. Yeah, she she's fine. She's very pretty and tall. Very tall. She's very tall. Well, she's, she's classic model. Tall, yeah. thin. Yep. With a pretty face. Big eyes. Yeah, exactly. Because you need to be able to model those eyeglasses. Sure. X-Files creator says there's surprises in store. Duck Mulder, watch out, Scully. What? <laughs> That's Mike Duffy for you. The last time we saw FBI Special Agents Fox Mulder, David Duchovny, and I'd never be able to pronounce that name if I hadn't heard people saying it all the time, 
and Dana Scully, Jillian Anderson, they were about to have a close encounter with a creepy intergalactic hitman carrying a cosmic ice pick. And then came the to-be-continued fade-out. Naturally, all ex-filies. What in the actual hell, Mike Duffy? Want to know what happens next, and tonight they'll find out with the fourth season premiere of The X-Files. Television splendidly mood paranormal whodunit and saga of paranoid heebie-jeebies. We should uh, we should do X Files this season again. We have some surprises in store, promised Chris Carter, who then caught a touchdown pass. What the man who created this intelligently spooky and entertaining thriller? There's a there's a a football player whose name is Chris Carter as well. He's a receiver for the Minnesota Vikings. Okay, and once. He had drug problems, too, just like he was hanging out with Fraser Crane. Right. And, and he had some drug problems, and he was drafted and played for the Philadelphia Eagles. And they traded him because of his drug problems. They traded him to the Vikings. And once he was there, he, he found God and everything. Richard Dawkins, he rejected him, and he found God and got his life back together. So he's, he's doing well now. But... When they asked Dick Vermeil, the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, why they traded him, instead of airing this guy's personal laundry or throwing him under the bus or whatever, he just said to them, well, all he does is catch touchdown passes. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was a very good player, and they were right. like, why did you trade him? And he didn't want to like air his dirty laundry, right. so that's, like, uh, that's a phrase that has followed him around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So that's the joke. That's, that's been explaining the joke with Mark. <laughs> now, one more thing before we go. I was thinking about doing Massive Love. If, you, if anyone is new turn, tuning in this week, tune in next week because we're going to do some Massive Love next week. Massive I love Massive love, love. It's my favorite. It's the segment where we go through the lonely hearts in the newspaper and we talk about the, you know, we highlight some and. We discuss it. And, you know, sometimes we uh, play the matching game. I really mm-hmm. wish that we could put these people together. Let me tell you something, though. The newspaper's done something new now. Remember how there used to be alternative alternative lifestyles or whatever? Mm-hmm. It's like men seeking women, women seeking men, men seeking men, and then there was alternative lifestyles. Well, now that's a completely different section. Oh, okay. They're speaking from the heart, which is what the newspaper calls it. We call it massive love. And that's all the... A normal, I guess, for lack of a better term. Wow. Things. You heard that, right? And then there's another section called Wild at Heart, <gasps> which is where all the alternative things go. And it's, That's not cool. Well, it's usually like, but it's not gay. It's, it's no, they, they still have the men seeking men and women seeking women oh. in the regular. Okay. The Wild at Hearts is like, we're a couple and we're looking for a woman. Wait a minute. Or, There's a whole section devoted to that? Yes. What the frick? That's what always was in the alternative lifestyles, and that's what's in the wild at heart now. Is like, uh, we're two athletic dudes, and we're looking for two athletic girls. Okay, yeah, we have to uh, explore the wild at heart next week. Yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely. Uh, but this is Anne Land. Sometimes we, 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 we dive into some Anne Landers, because that's in the newspaper. And see what uh, what problems people are having, and then dissect what Ann Lander says. 
Wife forges his signature, secretly charges thousands. Uh-oh. Dear Ann Landers, please tell me what I can do to protect my credit in light of my wife's out-of-control spending habits. I recently found a credit card bill for $5,000. Oh, my. That I had not seen before. It was in my name, but I never applied for this card. I phoned the bank that issued the card. They confirmed my name and social security number. Apparently, my wife applied for it, used my name, and signed my signature. I then looked around the house for other credit card statements and found four more, totaling $25,000. Oh, my God. When I confronted my wife with the evidence, she said she couldn't help herself. I am not a wealthy person, Anne. My wife has a part-time job. I work, pay our bills on time, and worry about how we will be able to send our three teenagers to college. Holy crap on a cracker. They have three teenagers, and she's got them $25,000 in debt spending. Uh, Just on nothing? Let's see. What did she buy? I don't know. How do you buy $25,000? Right? (laughs) Like, where's the stuff? And hide it. Yeah, that's true. This is your fault, sir. How did you not notice all the extra? Pay attention. No, uh, is the bank that issued the card in my name responsible for authorizing this card without verifying my signature? What can I do about a marriage where trust is fading, perturbed in Macedon, Ohio? Um, yeah, that's that's some serious shit right there. Yeah, like he could probably send her to jail. Oh, for sure, he could. Even though they're married, that doesn't give her carte blanche to. Yeah. I believe very nice pronunciation of carbalanche. I fuck off. <laughs> I believe that's uh, that's called fraud, right? Right. Uh, dear perturbed, let's see what Ann Landers has to say, and we'll see if we agree or disagree. You have some serious problems. <laughs> in addition to the financial mess, your wife has a geranium in her cranium. What the fuck? And needs professional help. A geranium in her cranium. That's what is that even supposed to mean? Very clever. You should insist that she get it. Inform her that she no longer has credit any place. Then contact the stores where she shops and tell them to close her accounts. As for the debts, you are stuck unless you want to make a stink about her forging your signature. I doubt that you want to do that to the mother of your three children. Yeah, because that's the thing is he could, he could make a stink about it, but then... They would come looking for the responsible party, and they'd prosecute her. Right. That's so, a shitty situation. Yeah. What do you What do you think about that? Do you think she has a geranium in her cranium? I, I want <laughs> Ann Landers to explain herself, because a geranium is a flower, yes? Uh, some kind of plant, sure. Why, why, why? Why is that in mm-hmm. her cranium? Like, what are you talking about? She's, her- got a, she's got flowers in her brain. You've never heard that phrase? No. When you shop and you can't help yourself? Oh, that girl's got flowers in her brains. You're making that shit up. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I have no idea what she's talking about either. That's insane, Ann Landers. You have a cranium in your geranium. What? (laughs) You put a a head in your flowers. Oh, my God. Oh, wait. it's, It's Halloween. It's okay. It's just a prop. There we go. No, but it's not. Um, anyway, so this week we watched a televisual programming and we also watched a film 
Yes. And it was fun. Let's talk about the televisual program first. Okay. So we watched Townies. Townies. The Okay. So this stars Molly Ringwald of 16 Candles fame. Right. Or Pretty in Pink fame. And also stars some newcomers. Um, I caught their names, though. They, they say them right at the top. You're good with that shit. I'm not. Ron Livingston. Okay. Who attempts a Boston accent. This takes place in Gloucester, in case you guys can't pronounce that. That's Massachusetts, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Boston's also in Massachusetts. Cool. <laughs> he attempts an accent, does not succeed. Sometimes it's okay, sometimes it's not. Uh, then there is Jenna Elfman. Not not super familiar with her. What kind of name is that? But she's the blonde. Yeah, I don't know what 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 nationality is Elfman. She Norwegian. She looks Norwegian. She does. She probably is Norwegian. Good call. Lauren Graham, who's married to a comedian named Billy Burr. Billy Burr. Billy Burr. What a name. What's up, Billy Burr? <laughs> uh, he clearly is from Massachusetts. Because he's the only one that has a convincing Boston accent. Yeah, maybe when you're casting a show, you should make sure the actors can do the correct accent. It it seemed like the women don't really try, which is fine. That's better than trying and failing. Um, But towards the end, Molly Ringwald, when she was talking to Ron Livingston, had a bit of a... She put a bit of an accent in there for a second, and I was like... "Mm." No, Molly Ringwald. <laughs> you were good in the 80s when John Hughes was like, like secretly in love with you or whatever the fuck was going on there. But uh, not, you're not, like, is she classically trained? I don't, I don't even think I don't so. Know. You just discovered her in a mall. <laughs> chewing you know, gum and drinking <laughs> punk pop. She's okay looking, but she's not, like, hot. No. Never has been, even and when she was younger. Not. I don't really understand why she got all these leading lady roles. Because she doesn't look because like a John leading Hughes lady. Because John Hughes had a crush on her. You think? Yes. That's pretty, that's, that's well whispered about huh. in, the, in the shadows. Okay. But the show itself is three friends, three girls that are women that are friends that work in a diner for some reason. Yeah, and apparently they live in a very boring town, which is why they're townies. Yeah, they live in Gloucester. So it's... Ah, look at those townies over there. See, I could be on the show. You hear that, uh, you hear that accent? I heard it. <laughs> it's a little bit frightening. <laughs> you don't want to go to Bahaba? No. Oh, it's Maine, actually. That's, a, that's, more of a, that's more of a Maine accent. Here we go. No, no. The so the Boston accent would be like. Well, they've got they've got Kennedy. I can do era. Uh, uh, let's say era. Uh, <laughs> Holy shit! You should shit. see the look on her face. Anyway, explain townies. Explain well, this episode. It starts out and they're all sitting on a dock staring you at the water. It, huh? Yeah, you didn't like it. Uh, I thought it was fine. But it wasn't. It wasn't hilarious. It was okay. Well, I didn't say it was hilarious. I said I liked it. Okay. I mean, I don't need things to be hilarious for me to enjoy them. Obviously, we're dating. <laughs> but they're talking about how, like, oh, we spend too much time staring at the water. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, but you're hanging out with each other. You're not just staring at the water. That's true. And talk about butts and 
than tummies. They did exactly what I did, um, where they were really bored and decided to go get pierced. Oh, yeah. That's how I got my tongue pierced, because me and my friends were sitting around, and we were really bored, and I was like, let's go get my tongue pierced. Except they decided they were all going to get their belly buttons pierced. Mm -hmm. And the one that really was, like, fighting against it was the one that's married and just had a baby, and she's the only one who actually got it done. That's right. What the fuck happened? I don't know. I mean, it was the blonde's idea. There's a blonde, a brunette, and a redhead. She went first. I never thought about that, but there is. Yeah. What's Neapolitan? They re- <laughs> if you all had them in bed at the same time, that's Neapolitan. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, that's um, that. Is, she said she went first, and everyone else chicken out. I guess that's so dumb. Though, like the blonde should have gone first. I would make the one whose idea it was go first. Here's the thing: she like this is one of the things I don't. Did you like the timing of her saying when she said we should get our piercing, and she's like, "Let me think about it." No. Did you like the timing of that? Well, uh, of when that you joke? say it that way, no. But that's how she said it. Let me think about that. No. She she didn't say, let me think about that. No. She didn't pause at all. It was just, let me think about that. No. And I think the 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 joke was supposed to be it was that fast. Uh-huh. But I think it throws the timing of it off. There's There's a few jokes where the timing is thrown off. And I think that's part of why I didn't think it was as funny as it could have been. Okay, I guess. The main plot is that there's a dude who I cannot figure out really. (laughs) The main plot is there's a dude. (laughs) Shut up. I can't figure out his relationship, though. It sounds like he's just really good friends with all these girls. Well, this is the third third episode of season one. Mm -hmm. And we didn't see the first two episodes, the first episode we've seen. It, towards the end, it became more clear. Molly Ringwald and him, that's Ron Livingston's character, they've known each other since they were kids, and he's always had a crush on her, and she likes him a lot as a friend, but doesn't feel the same way. Well, and she likes the attention, and she admits that... She's a woman. Yeah, exactly. No, but I mean, like, she even admits that she, like, gets jealous because she wants the attention, but that she doesn't actually like him. Yeah. This episode is titled The Kiss. Yeah, because he shows up to go out with her, not on a date, even though it seems like it was supposed to be a date. He wanted it to be a date. Well, he says, you know it's not a date, and I know it's not a date, but there's a little place in here, and he points to his head that thinks it's a date. It's my happy place. Right. Let me have this. I'm so alone. And he starts crying. (laughs) No, he does not. And then the blonde, who's kind of wild and crazy, is like, you know, kind of pushed on him to go with the date. Well, blondes do have more fun, right? Or on the... Whatever. It's a trip to Boston. Right? Yeah. 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 I don't think Boston's that far from Gloucester. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's probably like, you know, 20-minute drive or 30-minute drive or something, but I don't think it's that far. I don't know. I'm I'm not familiar with Massachusetts. Me either. We're in Michigan. So, they... <laughs> so, they see some weird German movie about werewolves and... Well, two wolves and a guy named Boris... And it's very dark. And there's sex. Yeah. And then they go to a bar and she dances and she gets him to dance for a minute, which was no good. He was doing a dance that he called the window. Yeah. It was like he was tracing a window and then coming through the window. I think, I believe that's called the predator, actually. (laughs) 
Because that just looks like you're breaking into a young lady's house. Right? It looked really, I mean, it, it looked creepy. It sounded creepy. It should not ever have happened. Mm-hmm. But, um, His yeah. His accent was creepy. There was dancing, there was drinking, there was sex in front of their eyeballs. So, you know, whatever. It was a little bit of a romantic date, I guess. And <laughs> Sounds like the height of romance. <laughs> and she said she was having... That's the standard sci-fi I've got <laughs> set up for her. She said she was having such a good time with him, and then she kissed him on the mouth. like And then she for kissed real. him. And that threw him off because he was, like, confused by it. It was a kiss. It was a full-on kiss. I don't... I I don't understand why they're not together. I don't know. Like, I don't understand why none of these girls want to date him. He seems like a really nice guy. He's cute. Well, the one's married. Well, okay, fine. Billy Burr. Yeah. But, I mean, the blonde kissed him, and then the redhead, you know, I think secretly loves him, so... Well, that's... That's... It's... So it's that will they or won't they thing. It's like what Friends is trying to do with the whole Ross and Rachel. Ross and Rachel. Yeah, I guess know, make that haircut popular. But yeah, I thought it was it was cute. It was charming. I liked watching it. What do you think? I think the show would have been better if it focused on Billy Burr and his wife Lauren Graham. Really? Because the two scenes they had together, there was only two scenes of them interacting. But I thought they had a really good chemistry, and yeah. I thought they had really good comedic timing together, and I thought they were really funny together. I thought they played off each other really well. I I was like, that's the show I want to see. I want to see them. Yeah, that makes sense. But that's not what we got. At one point, he's like, he's she's showing him the belly button. He had he said when she got it, he was like, oh, you shouldn't have got it. You should have asked me or whatever. Blah 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 blah. A typical you know lover squabble. And then she gets infected, and she shows it to him, and he's, we don't see it, but he's describing it, like it looks like he had an apple shoved in there and all this stuff and everything. And she goes, oh, you know, whatever. And, like, she says, I thought you would think it was sexy, and he was like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm weird that way. I don't think that uh, that septic body wounds are sexy. And the way he says, you know, septic body wounds not being sexy. It's, it was very funny. It was. It the, was. the best line and the best delivered line of the show. And, you know, like I said, I, I want more of that. Now, I like I like John Hughes movies. I like, the, <laughs> I like the 80s. I like Molly Ringwald. But she wasn't very interesting. Her character to me is not super interesting. And maybe it's just because there wasn't a lot of her character. There wasn't yeah. a lot of her, do, you know, anything that she was doing in this episode. It was more about Ron Livingston and that Jenna Elfman and their date. The kiss. And the kiss, right. And then the, you know, the stuff with the married couple. But, yeah, I just, I, I think it would be better focused on them. Well, maybe another episode will be, you know. I mean, it's, it doesn't seem like it's really picked a target for the main character. No. Yeah, it's kind of an ensemble. I mean, Molly Ringwald is listed first because she's the biggest star, I guess. I mean, she hasn't done anything since, like, 1987. So but... she's the biggest star because she maybe sucked John Hughes' cock. I, listen, I did not say that. <laughs> she was underage at the time, <laughs> and I'm not saying that that all happened right. at all, and I don't think it did. The whispers I've heard is just that he had a crush on her. That you know, not that he ever did anything with her. I, 
I mean, was he like a lot older than her? Yes. Oh, sorry, John Hughes. Anyway, (laughs) I I wouldn't mind watching it again. All right, the same episode? No. Oh, okay, another episode then. Yes. You weirdo. Yeah, it was fine. It was fine. I mean, it was, you know, it was okay. Okay. It's no suddenly Susan. Um, No, we didn't have, we watched that yet, but, um, you know, I don't know. We'll see. We will see. You know what else we'll see, Carol? Uh, That thing you do? We saw it, but we'll see if you liked that thing you do or not. Okay. Because you're about to tell us. I loved it. Did you? I did. Okay, I liked it a lot. I have things to say, though. I have okay. things I did not like about it. Okay. But I, I had things I liked about it as well. So, for anyone that's new here, when we talk about movies, we generally, in talking about what we liked and what we didn't like, spoil things. So, if you have not seen Tom Hanks's That Thing He Does. Pause this. Yep, yeah, and go watch... Go to your to your local star theater and watch that thing you do. Yes, and then you can come back and unpause the tape recorder. Or your local AMC theater. And or listen, that movie theater in the mall. What is wrong with you right what? now? <laughs> yeah, weirdo. Yeah. Yeah. Get a punk pop. Go to Big Boy. A punk pop? What yeah. the fuck is a punk pop? It's like, uh, they have it at the Oakland Mall. That's a mall near us in Michigan. Where it's like a Slurpee, essentially. Huh. I've never had that. But it's multicolored, so they call it a punk pop. Weird. Well, they it started in like, the 80s, you know, when punk was actually a thing. Okay. It just is, It's just still there in, in the mall. Huh. But anyway, uh, go to Big Boy and then watch that thing you do. And then... Come back to this and listen to our thoughts. What is it about Big Boy? Like, why is there... There's always a Big Boy right next to a movie theater. I know, it's weird, right? I wonder if they have some kind of arrangement. <laughs> the CEO I, of Big Boy is sucking uh, the CEO of Star Theater Scott. There you go. I, I always have to go to Big Boy after I go to the movies, too, because when you eat popcorn with all the butter, mm-hmm. it makes my tummy queasy, and I need real food. Yeah, I need, you need meat. Yeah. You need bread. Some, you need some meat in your mouth. Soak it up. Like alcohol. Right, exactly. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, we saw that thing you do. We saw you. And, um... <laughs> we know what you did. Okay, so, this movie is about the Beatles, but they're American this time. It is not. They reference the Beatles twice. I understand that the Beatles exist in this movie. And they are not them. I'm not saying they're them, but I'm saying that's essentially what it is, though. Because they had a drummer, then they lost a drummer, and they got a different drummer. And he made the whole band. Now, well, I wouldn't say Ringo made the whole band, but I think with the when, with the Beatles, one drummer's fine. And, you know, Pete Best was fine, uh, whatever, Ringo Starr was fine. They were both fine. I never thought about that, but one's name was Best, and the other one's name was Starr. Oh, weird. Huh. Uh, but anyway, so they, you know, they, they, that's a similarity, similar time frame. I mean, they have to, st- the, I almost said uh, Stephen King. I don't know why, but Tom Hanks has to know that they're going to compare this band to the Beatles. Yeah, I guess. And so, I mean, that's kind of what it is. Does Ringo wear st- sunglasses? No. Because that would have been, that would have sealed it. 
a right cool, there. cool nod. <laughs> he wasn't into jazz either. Ringo was just like, oh, what's going on? No, I don't drum. <laughs> I'll just keep the beat here. You know, oh, you're going to let me write a song? All right. How about optical scar? So let's move to England and get by on that accent right there. <laughs> Yeah, because well, like what what you're able to eat or buy is determined by your accent in England. We'll fade into the crowd. It'll be fine. There we go. We could commit any kind of crime we want. Let's let's rack up a bunch of charges on uh, someone's credit cards <laughs> by forging their name and then move to England. So, Liv Tyler was yes. in this movie. Liv Livabeth Tyler, like as she's Livabeth. Called. Yeah, that's her full name, Livabeth Tyler. You're so weird. Um, Steven Tyler's daughter. Yes. She looks so much like her dad. She does. Well, but she's pretty and she's, he's ugly. She she looks like a female version of yeah. her father. And she's gorgeous. And her body is all woman. Yes. But it's just weird cuz you look at her and it's like you can definitely see that that is Steven Tyler's daughter. Yeah, for sure. And um, she is dating the lead singer of the band. Johnny or Jimmy or something like that? Peter? I don't remember remember either. I think it was Jimmy. I want to say it was Jimmy. It wasn't Jimmy. But he, okay. You want to bet? Sure. Standard bet. this This favors you. Because if it's Jimmy, I win. If it's anything else, you win. Yes. Okay. Okay. So anyway, uh, yeah, she's dating him, whoever he is, and he wrote the song. I thought about her, but that's never said. No. Like, I just assumed he wrote the song about her, but with what happens in the movie, I don't think he did. I think he just came up with it. Well, I mean, maybe he did, because it seems like they were a pretty solid couple at first. Yeah. So he might have written the song about her when he was in love with her, and then he stopped being in love with her. Let me tell you something. Music is a big plus in in this movie's uh, category. Yes. And they wrote a good song. Yeah, I'm sure you've all... a good song. I'm sure you've all heard it on the radio. You doing doing that thing you do. Breaking my heart into into a million pieces. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh... (laughs) I know y'all love that. Right. That was the best thing we've ever done. So that's a big plus in the movie's in the movie's favor. The acting's very good. Uh I like most of the people in this movie. Some of them I'm not super familiar with. We've seen Liv Tyler in Empire Records yeah. and uh Music I, videos. Music videos, yeah. <laughs> with Alicia Silverstone. Yeah. Um and I've seen a couple of these these other people in some things, but oh, that was the other one I was thinking about. The drummer Skitch, I believe his name is. <laughs> his girlfriend at the beginning of the movie. It's hard to recognize her from the last movie we saw. Yeah, but it's what's her name? Char Charla Charlize Ther- Theron. Right, Charlize. Char Char Charlize. I think it's a, is it a Z or S? It's a Z. Charlie's. Charlie's. Char Charlie's Theron, mm-hmm. uh, who was in Two Days in the Valley, the movie that we did last, last week. week. But she is all dolled up in fifty stuff. And I'm telling you, she is a really good actress. Yeah. You it, you couldn't even I couldn't even tell 
that it was the same yeah, person. It's, yeah, it's a it's a very good. She's not in the movie long, but it's a very or much. But it's a very good performance. She's really pretty too. Yeah, and like, she e- even prettier than in Two Days in the Valley where we saw her naked. Yes, and she communicates a lot with her face. Yeah, just really like does. um, just like in Two Days in the Valley, like I said, like I loved watching her die. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in this movie. Like you loved watching her fall in love with her dentist, right? Yeah, but I mean, you could just see that happen. Yes, absolutely. She's there's a lot of subtlety going on in her acting. Is really really good. Mm-hmm. I think she's gonna be something. We'll see if she gets the right role. I think she could, you know, become something. Well, Liv Tyler's character. Mm-hmm. Oh, what the hell was her name? She was uh, Faye. Faye. Yeah. All um, the way, Faye. Yeah. Faye is the girlfriend of the lead singer and the drummer. Skitch. Hey, that's just his nickname. That can't be his real name. That's nobody's name. Okay. But I don't know what his name is either. Um, no one's name is Faye. Not true. Oh, Faye Dunaway. I forgot. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I bailed you out of that one, by the way. You said not true, not having a, a, a one single example. Actually, the only thing that popped into my mind was K, which is not the same. No. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> K and K are not the same. Very good. But also in A League of Their Own, there's a Faye, which I referenced all the way Faye, right? Or is it May? I don't remember now, but it's Madonna's character. Okay. Anyway, Which also stars Tom Hanks. By the way, <laughs> we're writing a poem here with all the rhyming. <laughs> yeah, it does. Well, Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks has wrote, been in everything. He wrote and directed this movie. Yeah, he wrote and directed this movie and acted in. The Very, movie. He, yeah, he, but he's acted before. Very good. Does uh, his first directing job? First, uh, very good though. Like. He got Tak Fuchikama, Fuchikamuna, I don't know his name, sorry. Uh, but he's a cinematographer, a very famous cinematographer. He works with Steven Spielberg a lot and a very, very good cinematographer. Mm-hmm. And I think that was really smart because if you're a first-time director, you want a really good cinematographer. And this movie shows it. Like I, I like a lot of the lighting. I like the shot compositions. Yeah, but he did a really good job. I mean, it's not flashy. It's workmanlike, but it's good. It's a good job, and he did a really good job directing uh, this. And he obviously he got he got really good performances out of the uh, the actors. Uh, and yeah, I, I was I was impressed. Me too. It was. I really enjoyed the movie, um, but. I wanted to talk a little bit about the relationships with the characters. Yeah, please. And sorry that I sorry I interrupted you. Well, I've been you with trying for things. like so long. <laughs> I love hearing your technical dig, but um, okay. So Faye is supposed to be with the lead singer Jimmy. He, he never pays attention to her ever. The only time he paid any attention to her was it was because of him. She ended up on tour with them. I think. Yeah. I think he asked. I mean, the manager, Tom Hanks, was just like, who's Faye? Yeah, he asked. Okay. He's, like, a, he's a moody baby, though. Like yeah. a lot of very brilliant, talented musicians. And then the drummer is always paying attention. Oh, yeah. Always asking about her. Thinking, <laughs> like, he made he's sure... paying attention. No, but I mean, he was making sure she was included and okay. And, like, 
you know, Jimmy never did. And it took like, I don't know, halfway through the movie to realize that he really cared about her. What did, how long did it take you to figure it out? Well, there was also, there's, it's, there's nothing overt about it, yeah. which I, I actually really like. It's a subtle, I can see, I don't, I haven't read a lot of reviews of this movie yet, but I could see how some people would say, oh, that seems unearned. Their, their love story. Really? I could see how some people would say it seems unearned. Yeah. But I think it's there. The thread is there. It's just very subtle. But there's a lot of little things that he does, like you said, making sure she's okay and just different ways. And they have really good chemistry together, the mm-hmm. two actors. And so there's a lot of little things that he does. I think it's it's really well done, this this love story. Um, I would say, yeah, probably about halfway through. I mean, I got a love triangle vibe from it probably about maybe a third of the way through or halfway through. Yeah, well, I mean, she's sick and he takes care of her. Yeah. Um, When they had like a big show or when they had a big event, he'd be like, oh, you know, where is she? What's she going to be doing? Like always. Mm-hmm. And yeah. He was super controlling. <laughs> What's no. she wearing? That's not what I'm saying. I do about all that makeup, Faye. <laughs> um, the other guy was the, there was a bass player who, is he the one that joined the army? Yes. Or the mili- the Marines? Yes. Semper yeah. Fi, yeah. right? Marines, yeah. okay. Marines. Semper Fi, right. <laughs> and then the, what did the other guy do? Played guitar. So Two guitar players. Two guitar players, one okay. bass player, and a drummer. That's all a pretty right. standard set up for a band. So Jimmy was lead guitar and singer and I the other guy was rhythm guitar. Okay. So the other dude, I really liked him. He was one of my favorite characters. George Harrison. He was so weird, but like in yeah. this super charming way. Yeah, and and like kind of like he was he was very comic reliefy. Yeah. But in good small doses. Yeah, I liked it. I can't I remember mean, the name of that actor either. But mm-hmm. he but I like him. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, overall, I, I liked everything. I don't have any complaints. I know you do, so let's hear them. Okay, so this movie has a third act problem. Okay, and that's the biggest thing. It's I know you love when I when I use my these technical terms. I know probably seven technical terms when it comes to movies, and that's all I ever <laughs> bring up. But no, I. The movie has a bit of a pacing problem and mm-hmm. a bit of a third act problem. Okay. Because the formation of the band is very exciting. It really drives the story. And their meteoric rise up the charts is also very exciting. And all the the relationship dynamics you're talking about melding into the story perfectly is really exciting. They get to the point where they're on the Ed Sullivan show. It's not the Ed Sullivan show, but whatever. They're, they're like big, that. Their big debut on TV, right? And then it all crashes down. And then the movie doesn't really know what to do. Like, <clears throat> once they get this fame, like, they build it up. And then they're like, okay, now everything has to fall apart. But it doesn't slowly fall apart. There isn't, like... We don't see a lot of strife in the band yeah. before this. There's not a lot of underpinning of there's strain between people. We don't get a lot of like 
Jimmy and Skitch, like, you know, like pulling at each other. It's my band. It's my band. Kind of like there's none of that really like going on. It's all like very, it's oh, it's exciting and everything's cool and stuff like that. And, you know, we're growing as people and, you know, the relationship stuff you were talking about and everything. And then, and the funny stuff. And then it gets to this height and it's like, then they get to the, that point of the movie and they're like, oh, now it's all going to go to shit. And it just all immediately goes to shit. Yeah. And it's it's so quick. And it's like, they're like, let's rush to get this over with now. Kind of thing. And I, I feel like there's 20 minutes missing from this movie. Okay. I can see that. 20 minutes where, where we could start to slowly pull apart and things. Maybe he gets into a fight with Faye and like he does. And Skitch doesn't want her to leave, wants her to stay with the band. And then that that causes strife between them. And then, like, you know, dynamics start to get poisoned and, and, and stuff like that. And their one buddy leaves. You know, it would have been nice to see him leave for the military and then yeah. try to deal with that and, and and all that stuff. And it just, none of that really happens. They get they get all the exciting stuff. It's like 90% of the, the movie or whatever, two-thirds of the movie. And then it's like now, now everything's got to go to hell. I mean, there's there's foreshadowing somewhat because we know a little the guy is going to leave for the Marines. And if you're really paying attention to the relationships, then you can see that at least Faye and Jimmy and Skitch are having issues sure. in that way. Yeah. Um. But the band never seems to be. Yeah, I guess not. But, I mean, it, it was just because Jimmy didn't want to do what the manager wanted him to do, and then he quit. Yeah. But he was also pissed. He was pissed at the careful he's engaged thing. Yeah. Yeah, they put that on the screen when they were performing on television. Where the fuck did it come from? He assumed that Tom Faye... Hanks. Do you think Tom Hanks is like the puppet master, and he did that... Because he could see that Skitch was in love with Faye and he was trying to drive them to break up? Maybe. I don't know. I, I, that's, that's, a, that's an interesting theory about his motivation. That's definitely possible. But I think he did it. Because when he says, you know, who the, who the hell did that or whatever, he goes, the same uh, person that thought you had class. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think it was Tom Hanks. I think Tom Hanks says that line. I think it was him. Yeah. I wonder why. Like, I, I mean, maybe, I, like you said, that's that's, that's a, possible. That's an sure. Interesting theory, but like, it's just like I wonder too if he thinks that would make him more desirable or more clean cut maybe. or what. You know, if it was just like an image thing. I think that's part of it for sure. Yeah, but what happens is he assumes Faye did it, and he yells at her and tells her that's the last thing he needs and all this shit. And then I love her speech when she breaks up with him. It was it was like the mm-hmm. best. Oh yeah. I wasted a thousand kisses on you. And I'm sorry that I kissed you with my eyes closed so tight and stuff. Yeah. yeah, I loved it. It was she does it really well. She performs it really well. And it's a really good speech because it's it's so emotional, it's so heartfelt, and it's so eighteen. <laughs> yeah. You know, it doesn't sound like Tom Hanks wrote this. It doesn't sound like an adult wrote it. It yeah. doesn't sound like a man wrote it. It doesn't sound like it doesn't sound polished. It doesn't it's like you don't listen to this and you're like, what an eloquent way to to break up with someone to to tell them how how much your heart has been rended. You know, it's not like that. Right. It, it's it sounds like something an eighteen year old girl would say 
when her heart's broken. And it's really good. It's a really good speech. Jimmy doesn't even seem like he cares at all oh, he either. He doesn't give a shit. He doesn't care about anything but his music and his talent and all that shit. Yeah, he was an ass. No, yeah, he definitely was. But he ends up having gold records. Yeah, I didn't like that he gets a happy ending. Well, like they said, he was the talent behind everything. Yeah. And I guess that's true. I guess, but he created a slow love ballad that never would have gotten them anywhere until uh, Skitch made it faster. That's true. That's true. Skitch did contribute that. Yeah. Um, What else was I going to say about this movie? So, for the most part, I liked it. Just, it gets a little slow and draggy in the last third of the movie. Yeah, a little bit. And it's more just about putting things in place where you want them to end up rather than actual aftermath and, you know, and stuff. You know what I mean? It's it's more just like we want to get Faye and Skitch to have a happy ending, so we're going to put all these things in place, you know. And, And I... It was fine, but I the first part of the movie is much better than the second part of the movie, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. It was. But it's definitely worth going out and watching, I, I think. Oh, yeah, for sure. Very so, good movie. If you haven't seen it, you're a madman just listening <laughs> to us talk about it. Right. You didn't pause. You didn't go to, to Big Boy for some reason. Loser. You didn't get a brawny lad. That's a, one of their, their things. There's the big boy, and then there's the Slim Jim, and there's the Brawny Lad. You're making that bullshit up. No, there's, there is a sandwich called the Brawny Lad. What's on this sandwich? I don't remember now. Huh. But I, I think he's making it up. I'm not making it up. There's a Brawny Lad. Well, you'll have to show it to me next time. I'll show you my Brawny Lad. Okay. Uh, anyway. Let's go. So that is the episode for the week. Carol, tell the people what we want them to know. So check out our website, www.retroleatefee.com, uh-huh. and uh, write us at sure. latefee1994 at com. You could do that, too. Uh, you could tell your friends. That'd be awesome if you told friends about the show. You could, you know, put stars on things for us. On our lockers. We don't, like, we don't have lockers, have lockers anymore. anymore, so I don't know. Mail them to us. Right. <laughs> also... Like I told you guys before, my buddy uh, made a breakthrough on the internets, and he uh, he created that site, Patreon. We're the only ones on there right now. But if you type in patreon.com slash retrolightfee, you could see bonus stuff that we do there, yeah. only available to people that want to give us $5. We have, uh, yeah, lots of extra tapes. Yep. So go ahead and check that out. And as always, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.